It's time to talk fantasy football. It's time to let them know where you let us crunch the numbers while you crush the competition. So grab your playbooks and crack a cold one because here's your hosts, Teak and Bainey. Welcome back, guys, for another episode of the podcast. The boys are still here. We're going to do something a little different today. We are going to go top the two early top fives first before we kick it off into the DFS segment. We have another special segment as well in the middle of the episode talking about the coaches as well with our intern. But let's get it underway here. Uh, Bainey, why don't you start us off with your top five here? Way too um, early. Who do you think is going to get drafted in that order, one to five? Well, I think one one is unanimous. It is Christian McCaffrey, hands down. Um, guy's just proven it. Uh, this was his first full year at the 49ers, and it was incredible. Um, in the fantasy playoffs specifically, he averaged about 28 fantasy points per game. Doesn't get any better than that. CeeDee Lamb, um, I really don't see anything changing going into next year with CeeDee Lamb. No turnover with coaching like we all thought. Um, obviously, they had another disappointing season. And Lamb was really the highlight of this entire offense. Uh, incredible breakout season for CeeDee. Uh, Jetta's QB situation is going to be interesting for Minnesota. But that being said, a full healthy season of Jefferson – you can't pass it up. A lot of fantasy analysts last year put him as the 1-1. One, one. That being said, I think he's totally dethroned this year. Tyreek is where it gets interesting. Um, I've seen him as early as two. Um, I still wouldn't take anybody over CMC, but I think Tyreek two through four is completely fluid. I don't think anybody would blame you, but he's still going to be flirting with that 2,000 mark next year. And St. Brown's where it gets interesting for me. Um, I thought he was a first-round guy this season. A lot of places still took him in the second. Um, I think St. Brown going into next year. Only question I have is Ben Johnson. Is he going to be there? Is he not? Is that going to change the offense? However, St. Brown year over year in the league, it's just gotten better and better. Targets have increased. Receptions have increased. Full PPR, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is a smash. This is my way too early predictions for the top five for next year. We have a lot of similar ones, so I'll go next here. Um, for mine here, again, I still have Christian McCaffrey. I was high on him last year early when everybody was drafting high on wide receivers going the no running back route. I'm still going with McCaffrey here. Number two is my, is Tyreek for me. Um, doesn't matter who he's with, it seems like, no matter who's – what team he's on, Tua can throw him a slant, take it to the house. It doesn't matter. He can catch the deep ball. He's the most all-around receiver with that speed, and I'm all for it. Uh, CD, like you said, I don't think anything's going to change with that. They brought back the coach. Dak's still going to be there. It's still going to be the same CD. Um, maybe a little bit more frustrated CD if they can't do anything in the playoffs, but still for fantasy-wise, Gonna be good for your teams. At number four, I move St. Brown to number four for me. I think that team is clicking all, all cylinders. I think that OC is not gonna make that difference, I don't think, with whoever they plug in there. I think he will get a job somewhere. I don't think it's gonna be that detrimental to Brown's production, though. 
Number five, you can switch these. That's why I have the arrows here for Puka and A.J. Brown. Um, A.J. Brown is intriguing to me because everything that's going on in Philly. Um, I've seen all kinds of ridiculous reports. I don't know if you can uh, say anything about this, Bainey, but I've seen everything about how A.J. wants out. I've seen stuff about they might go to a full rebuild mode after this year. I've seen everything under the sun with this team. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's fake. But you can intertwine these two because A.J. Brown is that type of receiver who can put up those big numbers. But Puka, dude, I'm all for the Puka juice. Cooper Cup didn't, is not going to affect his stock, I don't think. I think they're a 1A, 1B tandem. Do I think Cooper Cup's going to still be – the Cooper Cup Triple Crown? No. But I do think he's going to be more healthy next year and still going to be productive as well. Yeah, I like the list. Um, the Eagles stuff, I think the full rebuild is going to be on the defensive end. Um, I don't think you have anything to be worried about with A.J. Brown. If anything, you should be even more excited because they did fire the offensive coordinator. Um, so that being said, really curious to see who they put in that seat. A.J. Brown's stock could really be going up. Fun fact for you here, Bad, before you get going. There's a guy that's name is getting chatted around the league for an OC job, and it was one of Bainey's favorites back in the day, and that is Chip Kelly is back on the map as an OC. So, I did read reports. Not in Philly. You're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you didn't like the screen pass before, oh, my, are you going to love it again? Hey, I'll take that over end the rounds. <laughs> Well, Badge, why don't you go with yours here? So, good stuff, boys. Um, my weight, my too soon top five, got to be CMC. Um, MVP type year. He fits so well with this offense. Night and day. Um, guy's a touchdown machine. I mean, look at look at his numbers. Refer to them. Has to, has to be number one this year. Um, number two, I got Tyreek. Take you mentioned it. It doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. The game plan is get him the ball. Um, this guy's so fast and explosive. It doesn't matter if he's underthrown, overthrown, sideways. It doesn't matter. Um, also, I want to huge give Mike McDaniel's a lot of credit with those motions and the way he uses them to get him open in space. Um, number three, going to Weedem boys. CD, huge season, target machine. Um, get the boy a ring. Come on. I, I was rooting for them. Um, I know you don't like that, Bainey. And number four, Jefferson, um, still a freak, still a playmaker. Unfortunate um, that he battled injuries this whole season. Um, didn't get to play much. I took him at number one. Um, I drops a little bit. I still think he's worth the top five pick, um, even with that QB situation going on. Um, and finally, a little shout out to TK. Um, I don't want any blowback from this, boys. However, this guy, Bijan, he's a huge talent. Um, He's a workhorse with hands. That's what he's going to be. Coaching change in Atlanta is the best thing for fantasy owners for Bijan. I think he's going to have a monster year. That's why I put him at number five. Um, speaking of coaching changes, why don't we send this to the intern? Um, he can go, Intern Jeff, he can go over this crazy coaching carousel with us. So let's send it over. 
What's going on, guys? Obviously, some great info from Teak and Bainey there. A lot of coaching changes going on in the NFL. Here's some of the latest news on the coaching changes that have just recently happened in the past week. Obviously, the Las Vegas Raiders have finally, finally made the move for Antonio Pierce to become the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. This is big news for the team. I know a lot of players like Devontae Adams and Max Crosby were going to request a trade if Pierce wasn't named the head coach. So... With that being said, this is awesome for Antonio Pierce. Now he has a full offseason and a draft coming up. We're going to see if the train keeps on rolling for him. More news on hires. Tennessee Titans. ESPN reported the Titans are nearing a deal with offensive coordinator Brian Callahan of the Cincinnati Bengals to be their next head coach. In five seasons with the Bengals, offensive coordinator Callahan has helped establish an offense that has fueled Cincinnati to two AFC championship uh, wins as well too as a Super Bowl appearance. Nice thing about Callahan that he's going to be bringing to the Titans is he's bringing so much firepower and energy to that team. The the Cincinnati Bengals under Callahan was seventh in the NFL with points per game at sixteen point one, eighth in total yards of three hundred sixty point five per game, and fifth in passing yards at two sixty five. Callahan also has a history of working with quarterbacks such as Matt Stafford. Derek Carr, who in 2016-2017 was Stafford, Stafford posted 4,000-plus passing yards two years in a row, following in 2018 with Derek Carr, 4,000 passing yards for the first time in his career, and now he is going to be working with Will Levis. This is big for Will Levis. If you're a Tennessee Titans fan, I would be excited about this. Some more news about coaching carousel. Top candidates in the NFL, obviously Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn, Ben Johnson, and Mike Vrabel among others. Now, the way I'm going to break this down, I'm going to rank all of the head coaching positions that are currently open in the NFL. I'm going to rank them from best to worst. A few things to keep in mind that I'm going to be taking to effect when ranking these. Um, obviously, one, ownership quality, uh, job pressures, QB skill, non-quarterback roster ability, as well, too, as di division difficulty. Starting off with number one, Teak Zone, the Atlanta Falcons. Ownership, I'm giving them a 9 out of 10. And division difficulty for them, I'm giving them a 5 out of 10. I think it's a 50-50 split between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons to win the division this year. Obviously, the Atlanta Saints are a big factor. Um, it's going to come down to that locker room. I feel like that locker room is a little bit of a um, feeling out process right now. I don't know if they have the full trust in Derek Carr. And then the Carolina Panthers are a dumpster fire, but we'll get into that later. Um, for the Atlanta Falcons, Bill Belichick had a second interview on Friday, and Raheem Morris had a virtual interview on Saturday, and he's scheduled for a second one this Wednesday. Um, some other coaches that have a second interview coming up is Jim Harbaugh, Mike McDonald, and Antonio or Anthony Walk, uh, Weaver. I'm sorry. Um, the Atlanta Falcons front office is saying, though, they are very impressed with Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald and associate head coach. Anthony Weaver of the Detroit and both Detroit coordinators best fits for this job. I think is Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, Raheem Morris. My way too early prediction though, is Bill Belichick. Although front office executives are saying they do not want Bill Belichick as their head coach. I think this job is wide open. The next team up for me personally is the Seattle Seahawks ownership, nine out of 10 and non QB roster. Um, ability. So that's things like wide receiver, tight end. I'm giving them an eight out of 10. There are a few interviews scheduled. One that's drawing the most attention though is Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, I think is the best fit for this team. And I do believe that he is going to end up being the head coach. 
Going over to the Washington Commanders, I'm giving the ownership a 9 out of 10 because it is a new ownership. Um, they have a lot to prove, but as far as the other factors, non-quarterback roster ability, I'm giving it a 5 out of 10. There is a lot of job pressure with this franchise, though. I am going to say that, and it is a tough division. So look to that for the next head coach. He's going to have a lot on his plate. The fans want to see some wins here. Bobby Sloak, Dan Quinn, and Raheem Morris are both scheduled for second interviews. My personal best fits are Mike McDonald, Frank Smith, and Ben Johnson. My way-too-early prediction, though, I'm giving it to Ben Johnson. I think Ben Johnson will be the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. For the LA Chargers, QB skill, I'm going to say is a 9 out of 10. Non-quarterback skill is a 6 out of 10. The one thing to keep in mind, this is going to be a salary cap nightmare for any coach, GM that goes into this organization. Best fits, in my opinion, are Jim Harbaugh, Ben Johnson, Frank Smith. In my eyes, though, Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next head coach of the L.A. Chargers. The only reason why I say this is because he has been a frontrunner from day one. He's getting the quarterback that he's been wanting, especially going into the NFL. You know, Justin Herbert is going to be a great fit for Jim Harbaugh. Obviously, Harbaugh helping out Alex Smith, helping out Colin Kaepernick through his prime days. I'm buying all of Jim Harbaugh to be the next head coach. He is the front runner and is already rumored that Jim Harbaugh is going to be bringing members from his staff from Michigan to the Chargers if hired. Going over to the next team, last but not least, is the dumpster fire themselves, the Carolina Panthers. Division difficulty, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I think this division is going to be extremely hard for them because if you look at it, the Carolina Panthers, they're kind of quiet this off already in this offseason with head coaching hires or anything they're doing. Free agency is going to really tell the tale with this team, though. They are in a little bit of a predicament with their salary cap. Division difficulty, like I said, 10 out of 10. All three teams in their division, the Saints, the Falcons, and of course the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are making moves. They're kind of quiet. QB skill, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving him the 6 out of 10. Whatever coach goes in here, he's going to have a young quarterback that he can groom. But there are some hard times coming for them as the fact that the ownership is ranked 2 out of 10. Job pressure is 1 out of 10. This city needs a team to do something. And non-quarterback skill is a 3 out of 10. I'm giving him a 3. I was going to give him a 1. But Adam Thielen lit it up last year, and I hope that he carries it over into next year. Best fits for this job is Ben Johnson, Mike McDonald, and Dave Canales. My way-too-early prediction, though, is Dave Canales. Dave Canales has drawn a lot, and I mean a lot, of interest from the Carolina Panthers and the Carolina Panthers um, fans as well. I think he is going to end up being the next head coach. But wait here, guys. I got a bonus for you. There is rumor that there is a team in the NFL that could be potentially looking to offload their head coach. You might come as this as a shock, but if, you, if you're if you on Twitter, if you're on any social media platform, they haven't been quiet about it. The Buffalo Bills are potentially looking to move on from Sean McDermott. I know, crazy. He could be on the hot seat. Sean McDermott has had a stellar career with the Buffalo Bills, posting a record of 73-41 and 41 in the regular season. He's won three straight AFC championship or AFC East titles. Um, but the Bills are 5-6 and six in the playoffs and 0-3 against the Kansas City Chiefs. If you can't beat Patrick Mahomes, and you're not winning AFC title games then. McDermott is under a lot of fire from Bills fans today, especially after the fake punt call on 4th and 5 on Buffalo's own 30-yard line. It's crazy to think that Sean McDermott could be on the hot seat, but it is possible. Now, obviously, we're filming this on a Tuesday. Um, there are potentials that jobs have already been filled after seeing this video. But hey, guys, just keep in mind, a lot of things could be changing in the NFL. Now back to Teak, Bainey, and Badge. 
and that was our intern Jeff with that coaching carousel there. Um, we're going to move along here to the DFS. So, boys, you've been doing this for the past couple weeks now. Bainey usually does the DraftKings. Ad usually does FanDuel. Shout we'll out. go back. We'll go back and forth here. Um, who's your, Bainey, why don't you start us off here with that? Yeah, so, I mean, we're down to four games left, slim pickings. Um, and to be honest with you, it's going to be a lot of – a lot of some of the top dogs, I think, this week. I don't usually take the top paid quarterback, but this week I am. Lamar, $7,700. Uh, the last two times we've seen Lamar on a football field, 39 fantasy points per game, both those games. Um, the rushing upside, can't pass it up. Badge touched on the injuries to Kansas City's defense. We do shoot on Tuesday. We don't really know what is going to come at the end of the week, but that being said, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. I'm taking full advantage of that. If you're playing team captain mode, I'm probably throwing Lamar at team captain as well. My only other option, I think, might be uh, Purdy at $6,400, but I I'm rocking with Lamar this week. Good stuff, Benny. Um, jumping into my FanDuel, um, I'm taking the most expensive quarterback as well, and that is Lamar Jackson. Um, he's actually 1100 more than the next um, lowest quarterback um, in Brock Purdy. So I'm not targeting only Jackson for his um, arm, but his playmaking abilities on the ground against this banged up Chiefs defense. Um, like we mentioned, the Chiefs aren't healthy on defense. Um, they allow big chunk run plays multiple, multiple times last game against Buffalo. Um, I see Lamar having a three total TD game at least. I'm going to pay the premium and I'm going to go the top uh, – Highest running uh, quarterback, running back too. Yeah, quarterback, <laughs> running back, we'll call it. Right. And team captain mode as well. I like the picks, boys. If I if I were to go a different quarterback, I don't know if I'd go Purdy. Um, I think I would go Mahomes just because it gives you that little extra running boost just in case for scrambling-wise. I uh, I actually have Mahomes as my fate this week, but, uh, Teak. I'm not going to lie. Um Price at 6900 on DraftKings going up against the stack defense. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, he's played the Bills and the Finns, and those are really bad defenses. He's only had 18 fantasy points in those games. Um, I'm just going to take my shot. Uh, I, I, I just don't – I don't know. The upside's not there. I think there's even some turnover possibilities this week for, for Mahomes trying to force things in there. Yeah, we must be on the same wavelength, Bane, because uh... – <laughs> My avoid my QB to avoid on FanDuel is Mahomes um, as well. So, but this is hard because there's only two games, four quarterbacks to choose from. Mahomes is the third cheapest on FanDuel, so that makes it hard. However, Baltimore's defense—they're just a different breed. I don't like the matchup. Joe Tooney's banged up; he's not looking to play. Great offensive lineman. Um, I'm avoiding him against this crazy Baltimore defense. All right, moving on to the running back. Yeah, it's expensive at the top, boys, but I don't think it gets any better than this. Christian McCaffrey, $9,000 on DraftKings. Um, however, you get what you pay for. Um, you're not getting a knockoff running back here, folks. Uh, 24 touches last week, almost 32 fantasy points. Um, he actually could have even had a better week. He had 12 targets, only ended up with seven catches. However, 130 total yards of offense. Full PPR is DraftKings, guys. Um, it, it doesn't get any more better than 
CMC, especially if Debo's not playing usage rate for CMC through the roof, especially if it is a close game. Um, that being said, I'm willing to pay this premium price and we're gonna have to make up for it at the bottom. Probably maybe pick some wide receivers. We wouldn't necessarily touch. We're probably going to pick the lowest end defense, but I want all of CMC. Now, who would you fade in that position as well, Bainey? I am fading the Gus bus. Gus Edwards, um, Justice Hill had more carries than Gus Edwards. Uh, Dalvin Cook almost had as many carries as Gus Edwards. Dalvin had eight carries in this matchup. The circus continues with this running back uh, committee for Baltimore. And like I said, with Lamar, I think Lamar is on a mission this season. He's going to be running the ball like crazy. I think he wants the ball in his hands. They did say that during the game uh, in these RPOs. He's pulling it almost every time. So, yeah, Gus Bus 5,500. It's a decent price, but it's just that I don't think you're getting the usage out of him. All right. Badge, who are you starting at the running back? So this one, again, having only two games to choose from. Uh, my target is Jameer Gibbs, which is crazy because all year this Niners defense, we've had players on our sit list against them all year. Um, again, here's why. Um, I'm banking off of what um, Aaron Jones did to this defense last week. Um, they're going to watch some tape, and not only that, off the run game, him and Montgomery. They're going to get Gibbs involved in the passing game as well. The guy's just so explosive. I like him a lot. He's Fandle sitting at 7,000. Um, I'm putting him in my Fandle lineup this week. All right. Who are you fading for that so, position as well? So I got to fade. Um, again, tough, tough, tough week because it's hard to choose from. Um, I got to fade Isaiah Pacheco. So he's sitting at the second highest um, running back on Fandle this week um like i said before we said it many times this ravens defense is elite um i think pacheco could have a decent day because just how angry of a runner and powerful he is however i just think it's too um high of a price to pay especially with a top offensive lineman out for the chiefs all right move on to the wide receivers boys so this is how we're going to be able to afford the the guys at the top here, like CMC and Lamar. We're going to plug in Josh Reynolds at $4,000 on DraftKings, guys. Um, 23.7 fantasy points the last two weeks combined. Uh, we saw the touchdown last week. Um, I know the usage to Laporta and St. Brown makes things kind of tough. However, everybody else in this offense is super unreliable in the past game. I think Reynolds gives us a lot of low-end value, especially if this is going to be a shootout, if Goff is going to have to sling this thing to keep them in it. I do expect the negative game script for the Lions. Um, that being said, $4,000, just great low-end value. you got to find it somewhere at the bottom. I think Reynolds gives us a nice little safety net there. And mm. the, there fade, the fade receiver... Um, like I said, guys, we shoot on Tuesdays. The injury stuff, don't know. However... Debo Samuel priced at 7,300 bucks. That shoulder injury, um, it seems like it's either a shoulder or a knee for Debo almost every season. Uh, that being said, spending that kind of money on a guy uh, could blow up in your face. I'm not really willing to build a wide receiver room around him. Um, he's $600 less than Amon Ross St. Brown and yet he is 800 more than Rasheed Rice. There's just better value elsewhere to get. 
Um, I'm not willing to take up a banged up Debo over either of those guys. No way, no how. Now, question for you. Would you take a Jawan Jennings maybe and replace with that? How cheap is he? Did you uh... – I do not know the price point of Jennings. I think he was middle of the pack to be honest with you. I think he was like – I want to say he is mid fives. If this loads, I will tell you right this second. But um, that being said, I do like Jennings. Jennings forty six hundred bucks. So yeah, I do like Jennings a lot. Um, six targets last week. Secondary is not great in Detroit, boys. It is very exploitable. So there is some low end value that you could get here. Um, if Debo doesn't go, then yeah, absolutely feel really good about Jennings. Feel even better about Kittle probably. All right, Badge. So my wide receiver FanDuel target, um, I'm taking Brandon Yayuk against the Lions. Um, he's sitting the third highest priced wide receiver at 7,800 bucks on FanDuel. Um, I think he's totally worth the price in this matchup. Um, with the Lions' pass defense and secondary being their Achilles heel, I think Ayuk could be in line for a huge day, um, especially with Debo being 50-50. All right. Who you fading? So I'm fading a guy. I'm not saying this guy can't have a big day. It just the premium's a little too high for my liking, and that's St. Brown sitting at nine nine G spots. Nine Gs, um, the highest paid wide receiver on there. Again, not saying he can't be a factor. Um, if you want to pay for him, you don't got to be nervous. He's just a little too much. I found value elsewhere. Um, I'm just avoiding him simply because of the price. Um, He's a thousand bucks higher than the next guy. You know, Fandle, that's 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 quite a big jump. So I'm gonna look for that value out elsewhere. All right. And to wrap it up, the tight end. Yeah, like I said last week, guys, just make it simple on yourself. Just take the guy that was simply tight end one on the season. Laporta is healthy. He is here. Um, and he's five hundred dollars less than he was last week, guys. Um, twelve targets, eleven targets last week, nine catches. 15 and a half fantasy points. Um, I, like I said, I think the Lions can throw the ball a ton. I think this guy is going to have a huge role in this offense. Um, and at 5,400 bucks, man, I, I, I feel great plugging him in there. Um, Kelsey is still considerably above him. And yeah, he. I, they both have tough matchups. However, I just think the upside to Laporta, it's just worth it. 100% worth it. Um, great player. Really excited for him for fantasy for next year as well. Tight end that I am fading. These injury reports, man. Um, Mark Andrews, $5,000. If he plays, I'm still not interested. Obviously, if he doesn't play, then you're just going to plug somebody else in. But that being said, I'm assuming if he plays, and I want no part of it, that was a very serious leg injury. I can't imagine that he doesn't play on a limited snap count, if at all. Like I said, um, but yeah, you can talk yourself into it. You know, the target share that he usually gets funneled when he is playing with Lamar. I just I just can't see it. I can't get over that leg injury. It's too severe for me. Um, I think maybe they try to get him back for the Super Bowl if they can make it. I just don't think that this is going to be his week. And Badge? So for me, my target tight end, I'm pairing the tight end with the wide receiver. I'm going George Kittle, Fandle, 6600 bucks. Um, I love the matchup this week. If you caught the Money Badger segment, I did a little something new. My prop lock of the week 
as Kittle, anytime touchdown scorer, and I believe that's going to happen. Um, Lions struggle against this position. Um, it isn't me. I, I think the tight ends just have a big day um, during the playoffs. The tight ends always seem to show up, even Kittle, bringing that energy. Um, with Debo being 50-50 to play, if he does play, I don't know how healthy it is. he is. Um, Kittle's going to get a lot more looks than he usually does with Debo in there. So, again, I'm pairing Kittle with Ayuk. Kittle targeting you this week, 6,600 bucks. I think there's going to be a lot of draft exposure to 49ers players this week, folks. I really do. Yeah, it's it's going to be some fun games to watch. And we'll see if the logo script is in or not. It's in. So <laughs> won't you guys take us away here for the week? And we'll see you on the next the Super Bowl episode. No, no one wants to take us away, huh? You just want to listen, stay in chat listen, with everybody? Listen, listen, listen. I do want to stay in chat, but we're just glad to see you're healthy. You know? You fought oh, yeah. every, just, every illness. I, I don't know. I was just very taken aback that you don't want to stay and hang out with us. You know, we were deprived of you for the last three weeks. The fans have been asking. You're fighting every illness this side of the Mississippi. So, <laughs> Even though you skipped me on my tight end avoid, which was – Mark Andrews. I didn't want to say it because <laughs> my last week was Kelsey and he went off. But yeah, I'll send us out, Teak. Guys, stop right now. Hit subscribe. Gain access to our Discord. It is in the link. It is in the description. Click the link. Subscribe. Turn those notifications on. We love you. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. And I'm just going to add this in here since Badge forgot, since he wants to call me out. <laughs> Thanks to our Partners here at Underdog, a new way to play fantasy on the fantasy app. They'll match up to $100 deposit. So use promo code let them know for that deposit, Matt. And on to the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Let Them Know Fantasy Football Podcast. Join our community and follow us on all socials or keep up with the episodes on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.